whatever excuse you want to give to why people are getting married less and why more and more people are getting divorced, you can you can bring it all up, right? But one has to make the argument that this is not healthy for our society. I think of marriage is is a certain thing, which is the um, the context for uh, for procreation for the for the the building of the the nuclear family. What about people that get married that don't have kids? Are you opposed to that? What if they get married they decide you know what we don't need kids? I'm going to get fixed. You get your tubes tied. Let's travel the world. Well, what do you mean? Am I opposed to it? I mean, I I think that uh, that every married couple should be open to life. But what if but... they don't want to? Are you opposed to them being married? If marriage is only for procreation and to bond a family together, what about people that are deeply in love that never want to have children? I, I don't think it's it's not only procreation, but that is one of the fundamental definitional uh, uh, aspects of it. Uh, of course, there's more to marriage just than that. And what know? about people that are infertile? They fall in love and they realize that they can have babies. They don't really necessarily want and to they, adopt. And, is that okay well, for them to be married? Because then you're, by definition, marriage falls into a completely different thing. Because then it's a bond of love. It's a union of love. It's not sure. I mean, that doesn't change the nature of, of marriage, though. It's a, it's a little bit like um, I say that, uh, uh, what's the definition of a woman? Well, a woman is someone who, by her nature, can I think Matt Walsh doesn't know what the hell he's doing right here. Let's be honest. Uh, Matt Walsh is very good when he's having a, like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him and the camera. And he's talking about certain things that he's thought out and he's pretty sure his situation. But I don't think Matt Walsh is the type of person that gets into full-fledged debates and actually have to like counterpoint and try to prove his point when he's engaging with another person. And I mean, you got a few right-wingers who are very good at debate. I think that Ben Shapiro is a good debater, um, but I don't it's kind of hard to gauge where a lot of these guys are with debates because you never really see a lot of right-wingers who do long form debates. They might have a, a show or something and they'll allow somebody to come on and they'll go back and forth for about five, 10 minutes, but they have like a full length, like hour long or hour, 30 minute long debate. Uh, a lot of them don't do it. Um, and the ones who do do it seem to seem to be better off at debating than the ones who do. Matt Walsh seems like he's out of his debt when he's trying to explain gay marriage here and why he's opposed to it. Now I definitely could have answered this conversation, uh, answer Joe Rogan questions a little bit better. I'm not necessarily against gay marriage, but I think uh, Matt Walsh is trying to do here. He's trying to explain the purpose of marriage and the institution and why it was created in the first place and what was it trying to achieve. And I'll listen to some more of that, but then I'll explain later on how I would have addressed this particular conversation with Joe Rogan. I say that, uh, uh, what's the definition of a woman? Well, a woman is someone who by her nature can conceive children in her womb and bear children. And then the response <laughs> well, is always, well, what about women who are infertile? Does that, right. does that destroy your definition of woman? And uh, it, it doesn't because, you know, it, it's still, it's still a woman's nature to bear children. Not every woman will, and there will be disease and infertility and, and old age and all these things that will preclude that, but it's still, it's still of her nature to do so. Um, and I would say the same thing for marriage. I mean, it's, it, it is natural in a marriage for, for procreation to occur. It's not always going to happen in reality, though, but that's still, that's still one of the natural functions of marriage. And, and uh, married couples who can't conceive children, there are other ways to um, be parents, like adoption, for example. If they want to. Right. Sure. But if people want to be married and don't want to ever have children, are you opposed to them being married? 
I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't advocate a law that would prevent it. But would I, it change the definition of what their marriage is to you because they don't want to have a family? They just want to have a loving bond? I think this would be a, a couple that is rejecting uh, one of the fundamental aspects of marriage. And they, they should be, they, they should be open to, to life. I would hope that in the future they would be, but. I think, okay, the, what Matt Walsh is doing here, he's trying to have this definition of marriage, which includes a fundamental aspect of procreation, right? Okay, so I think that he went about this totally wrong. I think that the best way that you should address this particular situation is to say, hey, there are men and there are women in the world, and only a man and a woman can come together and create a baby naturally. And in order to incentivize that, societies have created marriage. And marriage is supposed to be something that comes with a lot of benefits in order to encourage people into that bond and into that union for the sake of repopulating the planet or repopulating the society so that you can have a proper workforce. People getting married and getting the benefits of marriage that doesn't have a trade-off when it comes to what it does for society and why society would promote that, then it does alleviate some of the real reasons on why marriage is such a good idea in the first place. It's to create an environment where people who are encouraged to get with one man or one woman and create more of us so that we can keep the working population going. And the best way to get people to do that is to bound, bound them together, make it hard for them to separate, and also give them some perks and benefits in the process to say, hey, look, this is a good idea. But he's not explaining that this way. And I think that's why Joe Rogan is having such a hard time. And Joe Rogan is raising some very good objections based on the argument that Matt Walsh is giving. But isn't that just a personal choice? I mean, you can have a very fulfilling life if you just follow your pursuits and your dreams and your, your interests. And you find someone that shares those interests with you and you share time together. It's very fulfilling yeah, it's and a, loving. Yeah, it's a it's a pers it's a personal choice, and that I'm I'm not advocating for like a law that says that you you if you're married you have to have you have to have X number of kids. Um, but then why are you opposed to two gay people doing that? Well, because because again, it's 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 not about choice. It's about what this institution, marriage is an institution, and what is it, and what purpose does it serve? You could always redefine something. Matt Walsh is going to lose this argument because Joe Rogan can just easily say, well, there are things that we have now that we didn't once have or things that we have that used to exist in a certain type of way. And we've changed it over time. And one, one could argue, for example, that what we might have considered a chair 100 years ago may be drastically different than what we consider a chair to be now. The style of chair and how we decide to use chairs and in what manner and how we place those chairs in the house. Like they serve different functions and maybe people have chairs in their house that they don't even use to sit down in. Like you could run down a litany of different things that may have applied in a certain era that no longer apply now. And Joe Rogan can make that argument and Matt Walsh will lose every time. Matt Walsh has to stick to the argument that what we're trying to do as a society is encourage men and women to come together and create families. And those families will help create more Americans and create a better workforce and allow the human species to survive. And the moment we start to diminish or make marriage something that can be either co-opted for something that doesn't serve that purpose, what you're doing is 
you're allowing more and more people to say, well, um, marriage is not necessarily important because anybody can do it and it can be done any way, shape, form, or fashion. But I'm sorry, but there's two things that we have to focus in on this. One, does married, gay married people cause single men and women to not get married? I don't see any evidence of that sort. One could argue, well, more and more people are getting divorced, more and more people are opting not to get married, but you have to find some kind of information or data to prove that that is directly linked to gay marriage being legalized. There's no such evidence. And if somebody's welcome to do the study, they can do that. But the second thing that we have to focus in on is this. If gay marriage is not a direct result of why marriages are not working and why less people are deciding to get married, then you will have to argue, okay, what can we do as a society to encourage more people to get married that we're not doing now? And it wouldn't matter if gay people are getting married or not. And I, I, I do not agree with um, tearing down or, or, or changing this definition, especially because the people who have changed the definition haven't come up with a new one. So they, they say, well, that's not what marriage is. So for thousands of years, we said marriage is the procreative union. And then we had the other side that came along and said, well, it's not that. Okay, well, then, like, what is it exactly? And I know you said, well, it's, it's people who love each other. Two people love each other. Well, but then why two people? Why do they have to love each other? Um, you know, Another issue that we have when he says that for all of this time, we said that marriage was a procreated union. Well, people can procreate without a union. We know this. So you you, you would, by using that definition, you also diminish marriage because you're saying that, we just want people to procreate. Well, yeah, true. But you have to include that we want people to stay together and raise their families. And the best way to do that is by drawing up a contract where those two people are obligated to each other and we hold them to that obligation, which in turn may create a more sustainable environment for those children to be raised in. Like you have to include that. You can't just say procreation because anybody can procreate. You don't need to be married to do so. And you never had to be married to do it. All these kinds of questions. You get into you know, what if they're, they're in the same family? What if brothers and sisters want to marry? And I know every time that comes up, you know, the, the advocates for gay marriage will say, well, that's a slippery slope argument. That's a fallacious. But it's actually not. It's like we're trying to. Yeah. Um, I know that he's trying to do it without bringing in religion, which is the I think is a smart move. And I could and I respect him for that. But I think the problem he's running into is I think that he may have relied too heavily on his religious ideals to justify it. And it doesn't seem as if he's really thought this out and thought this through enough to communicate it in a secular way to a secular audience. And look, I, I show respect to anybody who's willing to have these conversations, even if it may just be something he didn't expect to, um, to have to defend. And a lot of times we take things for granted and a few years go by and now we have to actually justify some of the beliefs that we have and marriage is one of those things that a lot of people took for granted for a long time then the gay people came along and said that we should be able to get married and now everybody's trying to find a way to justify it rationally without using their religion because we live in a world where not everybody accepts religions religious arguments and i think matt walsh is doing a bad job at explaining this without religion and i would respect him even more because let's be honest there's nothing matt walsh is going to say in this interview 
or this conversation that's going to change most people's minds when it comes to marriage. If you think that marriage is between a man and a woman, you're going to think that regardless of what argument he's making now. And if you think the opposite, he's not going to change your mind. But what I would have respected more is for him to say, it's my religious belief. I believe in God. And in my religion, God says that marriage is between a man and a woman. That's my personal beliefs. And that's what I stick with. Okay. Now, that would have been perfectly acceptable because you can't argue this man's personal beliefs. Now, you could argue, oh, well, how do you know your personal beliefs are right? And all Matt Walsh would have to do is say, I'm not trying to force nobody to live by my religious beliefs. I'm only telling you what I believe, right? I'm not trying to force anyone to live like I want them to live, but this is why I, I believe in this. It is a smart move, but he doesn't have any solid points to help him out without it. Keep in mind, I am not a Christian, but he has nothing else to help him. Yeah, he... he He's out of his depth on this one. And I don't consider Matt Walsh to be a, a big debater, but I mean, he found himself in a situation. I, if I was him, I would have just yielded the flow and said, this is my religious beliefs. And this is what I was taught growing up. And I think it's a good concept. And I think if more people adopted my worldview, the world would be a better place. And that's what he should stick with. And that would be a fair argument to make. It gets to what do you even think this institution is now since you've rejected out what we were saying it was. And, um, I've never found a, a compelling definition and just, any, any, def, any definition offered. It's like, it's like, well, what are you, what are you what's even the point then? Why, why, just, why do we even need this now? I just don't see. They're going to always argue that marriage is good because one, the government is giving rewards for being married. You get to file your taxes. You get certain benefits when it comes to, um, you know, when you die and your spouse is the one who gets the rights to whatever it is you leave behind, like they're going to make that argument. And if you want to make that argument, that's a valid reason to argue for marriage. So you don't really need a definition. All you need is the motivation. And if they have the motivation, I mean, what are we arguing here? How a gay marriage in any way damages a straight marriage. I don't, I don't see it at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. It just seems to me that people want to be, look, if you, if you wanted to look at logic, especially in our modern society, which is pretty fucked when it comes to relationships, it's <laughs> somewhere in the neighborhood of 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Anyway, they don't make it. You know, if, well, I don't know if anything would damage marriage and damage the institution of marriage is the option of divorce. I don't think gay people and gay people getting married in any way, shape, or form changes a bond that you have with your wife. Okay, so Joe Rogan here, right? There's something that I think I should bring up, and I'll get to your comments in a minute. Um, this is something that you should bring up, right? There's an argument to be made that society is shifting and changing a lot, and in a lot of areas, they are not changing for the better. There is a problem with divorce rates in America. There's a problem with more and more people not getting married. You have to be able to explain this some shape, form, or fashion. Whether you could say that women have more power to decide for themselves if they want to stay in a marriage where they didn't have that option before. Uh, women know what they want and women are not settling. Whatever excuse you want to give to why people are getting married less and why more and more people are getting divorced, you can you can bring it all up, right? But one has to make the argument that this is not healthy for our society. And if it's not healthy for our society, what is it that we can do as individuals to encourage people to get married and to stay married for good reasons? That's the conversation that needs to be had, right? That's the real conversation that needs to be had. And I think that um, more and more people are so busy in the weeds of like what's hurting marriage instead of 
why why we're not trying to find solutions to encourage people to stay together and for people to stay married or get married in the first place. It's just Hold on, let me uh, get to the comment section real quick. Mm. I think that a political version of marriage should simply be that and should use a different name for that union. Hey, man, if they want to call it whatever, I, I really don't even care if the government's involved in marriage. If people want to go to a lawyer and get a contract drawn up and they want to decide that, hey, you're legally bound to me. And if something happens to me, you get this, that and the third. If you cheat on me or whatever the case may be and we break up, then you got to pay X, Y and Z. And if those two people agree to it, fine with me. I think that's perfectly fine. And they should be able to take that contract to the government and say, look, we're in a union, so we should be able to file taxes together. And this person is whatever. I don't think the government should even have to be involved uh, unless they want to offer some incentives. Exactly. The only good point to having marriage license is the benefits and incentives for the government. Exactly. But marriage is a religion ideal. So let's the uh, so let's the religion get married and the non-religious get union certifications. It. it, it if they want to slice and dice it that way, I'm perfectly fine with it. See, what I think religious people should have done is they said, okay, y'all want to let gay people get married? If they really had a problem with it, then they should have just created a new thing for themselves and, and called it something different. Just sometimes instead of defending something and trying to stop people from being a part of it, sometimes it's just better to just, okay, now we'll create something different just for us. And y'all do the marriage thing and we'll call out something different because you can't control how other people act, but y'all can't control yourselves. Sometimes that's how you beat the game or whatever name they want to call it. Just name it differently. And I get that people are going to argue, why should we have to change it when we were the ones who came up with it or we were the ones who wanted it in the first place? Hey, sometimes life, you got to adapt. And if it's that important, if it means that much to you, I mean, it wouldn't be nothing to start calling it something different. We have a problem in America where we keep trying to make two things the same thing, trans man to woman and a trans, not, not now a woman. See, the, the issue that we have is I think Americans are bored. I think Americans have... Um, gotten to a place where they need stuff to be upset about. They need stuff to be angry about. They need things to stand out and anything will work. Anything will work. We're not fighting major world wars or we're not starving from famine. So uh, people are just looking for anything and everything to stay relevant and to feel like life is exciting, but they aren't happy unless they co-opt it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think more so what gay people wanted was the same benefits that straight couples got when they got married. I think that's really what they was arguing for. And I mean, I, I can't really find a defense against it. I mean, if if, if you're a gay guy and you love a gay guy and y'all want to be together and y'all want to build a life together, one could argue, why can't we get the same benefits? Hell, I would have, if, if I was them, I would have even said, all right, y'all can have marriage. We'll call ours a civil union or whatever the case may be we want. We just want the benefits. That's what we want. We want the benefits that this married people get. But that's all, that's all they wanted. I can't really argue against that. To marriage is the option of divorce. I don't think gay people and gay people getting married in any way, shape, or form changes a bond that you have with your wife. It's just called marriage. It's a human invented thing. If we decide that gay people can get married too, I just don't see how it damages anything. I don't think it tears down the definition of marriage in any way. It just opens up the possibility that people who are gay won't be discriminated against. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that a, a gay couple existing uh, directly impacts, you know, there's a gay couple and, you know, wherever, and and I'm with my wife in, in our house. Like, obviously, right. there's not, um, but I'm talking about, I'm not talking about on the, on the individual level, I'm talking about on the, on the, the societal level. Right. I would agree that um, divorce, especially, uh, you know, uh, 
there's no fault divorce, rampant divorce. I don't think it's as high as 50 percent. I know that that's the that's often quoted. I'm not sure where that comes from, but um, it is high. It's like it's too high. And, and Chris I, and, Rock has a great joke about that. He and said it, those are just the people with the courage to get out. It's like how many cowards stay. But it's also it's also true that the advocates for what we call now traditional marriage, which I just call marriage, but the advocates for traditional marriage put themselves at a disadvantage by allow, especially in the churches, like allowing this rampant divorce to occur. Um, and then you've you've already <laughs> sort of given up on some a- marriage is supposed to be monogamous and uh, and permanent, as well as procreative. Well, you've given up monogamy and permanence, and so now it's not that's 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 two of the three legs gone. It's weird because a church can't allow anybody to do anything. Uh, maybe at some point when the churches was involved with the government and they had just as much power as the kings and queens, yeah. Uh, but churches can't allow anything. These people are going to do what they want to do because they have this idea in their mind called freedom in America. Look, as a conservative, and as many conservatives, I'm pretty sure that many of you would agree that we like to talk about freedom a lot. Uh, but sometimes we don't necessarily like it when people exercise their freedom to do things that we don't like or we don't agree with. That's just the way it is. In a world, in a country where people are free to make their own choices, there are going to be more and more people who are going to choose to do things that other people disagree with, like getting divorced. and that's a culture issue. And the only way to win a culture issue is by winning the arguments. And you have to have the best arguments and you have to put forth those arguments. I don't blame the government and I don't blame people for the way things have advanced. It's just a natural occurrence in society. Society changes over time, given the technology, given the circumstances that are happening and people adapt towards those different inclinations. And what we find ourselves in is arguing for the justification of some of the things that we left behind. And there are many things that we left behind, which is much better than where we are now. And there are some things that are much better now. If you're going to argue that some things that were traditional or something that came before our time is still necessary, put forth that case, back it up, and there should be no argument. Marriage is a good institution because, one, it encourages men and women to come together and procreate and to raise those children in a long-term environment. That is full stop. And in order to make that happen, we're going to offer government assistance. Now, in not assistance, but government incentives. And it just so happened that now there are a lot of more, a lot more people coming out as homosexual or trans or whatever the case may be. And they want those same incentives. The question should be, should we give it to them? And if you have a valid reason why they shouldn't have it, you have to explain that. You have to justify that. And if you can't justify against it, then I don't see you having a valid argument to say they can't get married. I mean, sadly, there are pros and cons to everything in life. Like my boys say, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. And so now this assault was waged on the procreative part of it. And it was just, it was, it was difficult to, to withstand it because the institution had already been weakened. So I agree with you there. Um, but my answer to that is to try to reinforce what marriage is, not to just give up on it entirely. And I, I still think you're left with this question of like, if marriage is not what I'm saying it is, then what, why do we even need it? What's the, I mean, you're saying it's a, it's a man-made institution, yes. but you're, but you're also like the way that you're pre- presenting it. It's, it's, a, it's also, it's a totally meaningless institution. So no, they don't need it. The people who messed up marriage are married people. Married people are the ones getting divorced. Married people are the ones. Look, if you see people getting married and people are happy and people are living greater lives because of it, most people are going to follow that path because most people want to be happy. 
right? But when you see a lot of married couples breaking up and fighting and arguing and things not working out, of course, people are going to say, ah, I don't want that. Especially now when you cut on the news and you see uh, all of these different celebrities getting divorced and hooking up and doing all of this stuff. Most people are idolizing these people. It's kind of, it's kind of like idol worship. And they see that and they follow that. And now people are arguing about, oh, when a man gets divorced, a woman take half of his stuff. I don't ever want to put, put in that position. See, married people ruin marriage. Nobody else. Because if married people lived great lives together and showed that throughout society, more and more people would be doing it and following that lead. Not at all. No, it's not meaningless because it means something to the people that get married. So it's just, it's just a subjective, symbolic thing i mean what yeah so if you're kind of what it is look there's a massive responsibility when you're married and when you have children to keep your family together and you raise and keep everybody happy and healthy and there's great reward to that yeah but it doesn't always work out it's not it's not a it's people change people are fucked up that doesn't it doesn't always work and so i don't think it should be outlawed because 50 percent of the people fall apart just like I don't think it has any effect whatsoever on a straight couple if a gay couple decides that they want to make it official. And that's what it is to them. It, it gives them a feeling that that they're accepted and appreciated and that they're not discriminated against because they happen to be homosexual. So well, what you're articulating. If religious people would have kept marriage just as a religious edict, you wouldn't have this issue. If, if marriage was something that was only involved in a religious context and it's, the government stayed out of it, there would be no argument or no ground for gay people to get married because religions get to define for themselves what they mean when they say marriage. But the moment you got the government involved and the government is supposed to represent all people, that's where you lost it. That's where you lost it. Regulating to me is the damage that's done by gay marriage to the institution of marriage. But how is it done? How is it? Yeah, he keeps saying that, but you got to explain it. You got to you gotta justify it. You can't just say it's doing damage to marriage and you haven't justified it. That because in any way damage straight people. Because we are making the institution meaningless. But it's not meaningless. Well, but you're it's just very like, meaningful to the people that have it. Subjective, symbolic, and it's about your own personal feelings. Isn't it though? Well, no, I, I would say that it's not. It's, it's, well, if it's not subjective and it's not symbolic, it's, then... it's it, it, it codifies and protects and uh, gives a name to a, a thing that actually exists, which is which are you know man woman couples creating people creating creating babies, um, but not always. I was so disappointed in this conversation when I heard this conversation. I just Matt Walsh looked really bad in this conversation. And this is this is not to say anything bad about Matt Walsh as a person or his show or anything, but anybody who didn't know who Matt Walsh was, if they was watching this 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 exchange, and it's not like uh, Joe Rogan is beating him up or anything, but he looks like he has no idea what he's talking about. He he looks as if he has not thought this through. He looks like here I have a position that I hold, but I have no real way of justifying it outside of a religious context. And I appreciate that he's trying to argue it without his religion being at the forefront. But I think ultimately it would have been better if he used his religion to justify why he believes it to be 
than to try to make a secular argument if he does not have a, a good secular argument to make. Right, but, again, but that's that's still the that's still the nature of the union. So, but what are the percentage of people today that are married that don't have children? I bet it's pretty high amongst heterosexuals. Probably. Is there something wrong with that? I, I think there is something wrong with that. I, I think it, it, there, there is something wrong with you know getting married and saying oh, we're just we don't we're not going to have any kids at all. But why is there something wrong with that? If someone's personal choice, well, why would that? Why is it wrong that two people are like you know? I am deeply committed to work and I don't want to sacrifice any of my career and I don't want to ruin it. This is what I would have said on Joe Rogan. I would have said, and I, I agree that procreation is very, very important. And I would have answered this question and I would have said, Joe Rogan, it's a problem because we as humans, the only way we survive is if we procreate and especially as a country and people want to raise children with their values and to forward this great American dream that we all have and that we sold ourselves, then the only way to properly do that is to procreate. That's why it's a problem. We already see that birth rates are declining. More and more people are opting to get abortions and more and more people are opting not to have children. What does that leave our country? What does that leave my kids and my grandkids growing up in a country that doesn't have enough people to work to produce? to protect the country. That's why it's important. He's thinking on an individual level. I'm thinking about how this implies, how this applies to the rest of society if this trend continues down this way. That's why it matters. It's an easy question to answer. Kid, because I'm constantly at the office, but that's where I get deep satisfaction and and that's that's what I'm focused on. And the, the woman says, that's great because I don't want children either. I really am yeah. attached to my interests and my career and what I like to do. That, that's not damaging your relationship with your wife and your family. It's I don't certainly I certainly don't think of it as a threat to my marriage or my family. Yeah, it's uh, it is a personal choice, right? But shouldn't but... people be allowed to make those personal choices? Like, isn't that a fundamental aspect of what it means to be American to have that freedom? <laughs> See, that's what he bought up, right? Uh, see, Joe Rogan is relying on freedom, which I said earlier on. That um, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to be able to run up against freedom when you're talking about these types of things because people have the freedom to do so, right? Um, I think that um, Matt Walsh is out of his depth. He, he he's out of his depth on this one, and uh, maybe Joe Rogan to have this conversation with somebody more equipped to um, break this down a fundamental aspect of what it means to be American, to have that freedom. Well, right. Yeah. But right now we're not talking about what people are allowed to do. I'm not saying well, that we're talking about marriage, gay marriage. Okay. That, we, were, we, we were just discussing straight couples who choose straight not couples to choose, That's also a personal freedom issue, right. isn't it? Yeah. But, and I'm not saying that that straight couples should be legally required to have kids, but I, I, you know, if you're asking me, do I think it's the right choice to just get married and choose not to have kids ever? I, I I do not think that that's the right choice. It might it's their it's their choice, but people can make choices that are wrong, um, and you can but disagree. How is it wrong if they have a fulfilling and wonderful life together with that choice? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they run in circles. Like I would say, like I think Matt Walsh definitely ran into a trap, or he trapped himself when he said they can make decisions that are wrong. He should have said that I personally think is wrong, and it would have been that. It's like yo Joe Rogan. I 
think that the world is a certain way. And I think that the world would be better off if it was a certain way. And that's what I advocate for. I'm not trying to force anybody to believe what I believe or accept what I accept. I'm only advocating for the world that I think would be the best type of world to be in. Simple. If you don't agree with my worldview, great. We can have that discussion. But at the end of the day, I believe that my way of seeing things is better for society as a whole. Boys. If their their thing is that they just want to have a bond between the two of them to just like take it to the next yeah. level, let everybody know like we are married. If I die, my money's going to go to Helen, and if Helen dies, you know I you know I'm going to mourn her because she was my wife, and now I'll be a widower. Like to some people, that distinction gives them peace and security and makes them feel better about the relationship that they're both so committed that they've legally signed documents that say that they're bound by law and under the eyes of God or whatever you believe in. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're able to make that choice, but I think you're, re you're still rejecting one of the purposes of marriage. And in the scenario that you just outlined, you're also <laughs> deciding to live a really self-centered life you're saying but what, what if you're not what if your work is very charitable what if it benefits humanity in a deep way what if you spend a lot of time doing you know healthcare work and you know and uh, social work and you're you're deeply committed to your community it's not selfish at all you're just dedicating your time to something I mean, other than raising new human beings but yeah, that's you're a, dedicating your life to enhancing other human beings that are around you that's a hypothetical I, I, it I, is a hypothetical right, but so but, is yours right yeah but I, I think most of the people that choose, like, we're not going to have kids. And, and, the, and the, the rate of uh, those rates are declining. Um, and the age when people first have kids is also going up and, and all that. Yeah. And, and I, I, most of the people that are. All right. Here's the problem. And I think we can leave it there because I really don't feel like yeah, we're going to get any any more substance from this actual clip or this video. But here's the issue. Um, a lot of times. Uh, political pundits and people who talk politics and talk about society and culture, a lot of times they feel as if they have to have an opinion or they have to have thoughts on every single thing. And that's not true. You don't have to be uh, a scholar in gay marriage or a scholar in trans issues. You don't have to know everything. And sometimes it's okay to say, hey, I have my personal beliefs and that's as far as it goes. See, but Joe Rogan has put Matt Walsh in a situation where he has to defend traditional marriage and Matt Walsh is not in a position to justifiably make that argument. And now he's trying, he's he's fumbling trying to do it when you don't have to. Just say, hey, I have my personal beliefs about that, but that's as far as it goes. And it should be perfectly fine. But every time we see political pundits get on these shows or whatever, they're thrown so many different things. And a lot of them, a lot of times, these political pundits feel as if they don't have an answer for it, then it somehow takes away their credibility as a political pundit. And it doesn't necessarily do so. Matt Walsh spends a lot of his time talking about LGBTQ issues. And he did a documentary about that. So maybe he's well-versed in that whole conversation. And that's what he should have stuck with. So just a word to the wise and a lesson to anybody out there who may engage in these conversations. Know your limitations and know how far to go because you might end up looking really bad instead of just saying, hey, I don't know. All right. So y'all let me know. Did Matt Walsh do a good job? Do you think he could have did better? Do, do you think he should have used religion to justify his position? Or do you think the secular route was the best route to go? And we'll see uh, 
maybe he'll be able to redeem himself in a different conversation. But this this one wasn't it. Video is brought to you by Hobby Lobby Apparel. You can click the link in the description below or go to the link down at the bottom of the screen. Every time you shop, you support the show, but you also get to look fly at the same time. Whether you got pets, whether you got children, or you're looking for something yourself. Hobby Lobby Apparel has something for everybody. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling.